Welcome to the Choosing Optimism podcast. This is our second episode. We're very excited for all the stuff that we had last time uh, with the History of Optimists International and working uh, interviewing Mr. Dave Bruns on the History of Optimists International. I am your host, Shane Newman, along with my co-host, Mr. Russ Thomas and Mr. Nick Prilliman. We have two featured guests today that we'll be talking to. We're going to talk to our Optimist International President, Mr. Mark Weinsoff out of California, and a club president from my zone and district here in the Alberta, Montana, Saskatchewan, Northern Wyoming, in zone one from the Blackfoot Valley Optimist Club, Mr. Shane Lindsay. Thank you guys for being on today. We appreciate you coming on. Last time we started, I uh, told people that I like inspirational quotes, but they're just kind of fun to keep people going through stuff. And I found a couple, but I wanted to start with some people see a hopeless end while others see an endless hope. And I think as optimism, we see the endless hope that we can provide to our communities that we have going forward. Um, we're excited about all the projects that some of the clubs have been doing. And that's part of what we're doing with this podcast is to feature stuff that's been happening across the United States. Mm -hmm. uh, Turn it over to the co-host. We'll kind of get started here. Russ, what do you have to add to our discussion today? Well, I, I got to tell you, I'm pretty excited. As, as always, it's kind of hard to keep me down. I get excited. But, uh, you know, I understand we got a couple of great topics today going to be talking about uh, rallying and the importance of rallying. And, uh, you know, how do we get everybody rallied together behind a common cause to do the right stuff? So, you know, it sounds pretty easy a lot of times. But, uh, you know, sometimes it takes some uh, finessing to get it done. So uh, I, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm really looking forward to Shane seeing what he's got going in his uh, his club and finding out where we go. So uh, I'll, I'll pass it on to Nick if you don't mind. We'll just uh, we can get started. Absolutely. Well, well good. Thanks, Russ. Uh, well, one of the things that I'm really excited about today is that we're talking about the creed, and of course, the first tenet of the Optimist Creed, which uh, I have a real problem with sometimes trying to live that particular. Uh, tenant, promise yourself to be so strong that nothing can disturb your peace of mind. So I think it's a great one to start off with, and I can't wait to hear what uh, some of the rest of our guests have to say about how they how they uh, use this creed uh, or use this tenant of our creed to make us uh, to uh, make their optimism come true. So I'm really excited to hear about that. Yeah, for those of the people that are just tuning in and did uh, listen to our first episode or first podcast. We are going to start breaking down our Optimist Creed. It's something that we all live by um, and repeat. Our My club repeats after the end of every meeting. Um, and it's something that you can take in your personal life because I know one of the things we talked about last time was that we actually choose to be optimistic. And I think that if you choose to be optimistic every single day, that just makes your life that much better. So with that, I'd like to introduce our international president, Mr. Mark Weinsoff uh, from California. And Mark, you probably don't remember this, but the first time I met you was when we were on a Zoom call for Optimist International's convention in, uh, last year. And I was on there with uh, my governor-elect, who was uh, Marilyn Bouchelle. And I got to visit with Mark and kind of tell him some of the stuff we'd done and was very excited about that. So. Mark, one of the things we did last time with our guests is kind of told our optimist story. Uh, before we get on to what your theme is for the next quarter, how did you become an optimist? What, what made you join an optimist club? Okay. I originally joined an optimist club because the optimist creed. I had been visiting with this, uh, one of the members of an optimist club for years at my bank. I was branch manager of a bank and he came in every day to make deposits. And while we, while he did that, we chatted about the world and his family and sports and everything. And over three years, he never talked about his Optimist Club. Well, his club president kept asking him to bring somebody as a guest for breakfast. And one day he decided, well, I guess I'm going to ask Mark. And I walked in there for breakfast the next week. And what did I see but the Optimist Creed? And I signed up on the spot. And then a little bit after that, I found out about all the great things they did for youth and making our community a better place. And I tell you, it's truly uh, made my life better uh, joining this organization. You know, it's, it's brought me friends and relationships. It's brought me meaning and purpose. And it's really brought positive 
um, things to my life. And uh, I'm a much better person for having joined. And I'm, I'm so glad that Eddie Marquez asked me to come to his breakfast for free one day. Didn't, didn't know it was probably the most expensive breakfast of your life at that point. <laughs> yes, I suppose I've paid for it with time and money since then, but, but I, I've loved every minute of it. And I know that, uh, you know, being international president is quite a high honor, and we're very excited that we have, you know, a past international president on, and then obviously, you know, you're uh, our current president right now, and one of the things we talked about last time was how when Optimus International got started, we had a, you know, a pandemic that we were going through. And so it's, it's amazing how much things have changed with technology. Um, I know of being a president, they have themes every quarter. What, what are some of the thoughts you brought to the, 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 the organization and moving forward, you know, what do we have planned for the next two quarters? Well, you know, the last 12 months has surely tested Optimus' ability to be so strong that nothing could disturb our peace of mind. And the challenges we faced have really been momentous. And, but I truly believe our society and our organization can rally in the aftermath of these challenges and press on to the greater achievements of the future. So we have chosen the theme rally for this quarter. And uh, I truly believe you mentioned how the original eight Optimist clubs got together to form Optimist International. And they set as their purpose, the sharing of optimism around the world with the belief that that would improve the lives of everyone. And we need to refocus on that mission to bring optimism to more communities and to more people around the world and be a beacon of hope. We, we are uh, the true beacon of hope for people who have been experiencing difficulties over the last 12 months, and we can do that. Now, we've lost many clubs and members during that time, and so it's even more important than ever that we reach out to new communities, form new clubs, and bring new optimism with us wherever we go. And so that's why we've chosen the theme rally. We want people to rally and choose optimism for themselves and share that optimism with other people as we come out of this pandemic and find new ways to do our, uh, help our communities uh, going forward as, uh, as things open up. You know, we've really missed the opportunities for human contact and, and uh, the healing benefits of, of even a simple hug. And as we get to move forward, it's gonna be up to Optimus to show people that this world is still a great place and we can make it even better. No, that's exactly true. And I think people are going to be looking for some way to help their community moving forward. And optimism is a great way to, to be with people and fundraise and do a lot of fun things while you're at it at the same time. Um, I know that we're planning on having an international convention, hopefully in Atlanta. Uh, are you, ex will you tell us a little, a little bit about that and how exciting it is to be part of an international convention? Certainly, and we, we understand that not everybody will be able to attend in person. I, I just mentioned those feelings of wanting to have that simple handshake or hug, and we'll ha some people will have the opportunity to do that within uh, the um, uh, proper guidelines that are being offered by our health agencies and our government. But, uh, and we also will recognize that many people will not be able to travel. So we will have a virtual experience as well. So the people who cannot be there live in Atlanta will have the opportunity to experience the same same uh, engagement without the hugs, I suppose, uh, that of the people in Atlanta. And uh, so we we will have a beautiful, a wonderful keynote speaker. Uh, the uh, our keynote speaker are of course I'm reaching down because <laughs> I want to pull up this book called Broadcasting Happiness, and this is uh, written by Michelle Gielen, who uh, is a really fantastic. A broadcaster of happiness, and she is going to talk with us about how optimists can move forward uh, and make this world a more positive place. Uh, essentially, she talks about how the uh, news of the world focuses on the negative, and we need people to focus on the positive. And I believe Optimist International can be one of the main uh, megaphones and, and uh, amplification of that message. And so she's going to speak to us at the, at, at the convention, and everybody virtually and in person will have that opportunity to hear her, as well as many other uh, training and, and uh, leadership development opportunities that we always provide and of course the inspiration. For those live, and, and we'll have a virtual method for this too, 
We will have a gratitude wall where people can post things they're grateful for, because one of the easiest ways to uh, bring happiness to yourself is to be grateful for the things you have, even in difficult times. And then we will also have a happiness wall where people will share uh, ways that they will share happiness with others. So we have some exciting things planned for you and it's, it's really gonna be a, a great event whether you're in person or online. And for those optimists that are listening, if you have not been to an international convention, I highly recommend it. I'm sure Russ and Nick can speak to this as well. The feeling of energy when you're in a room with the same people as the same mission as you, and you're all sitting there, is just absolutely mind-blowing. My first convention, I was so blown away at all the things that can go, you know, or all the things that can go right when you're in that room. It was absolutely amazing. And, and thankfully for technology, you're able to attend virtually to see what's going on. So if you don't have the opportunity, but you want to see what's going on, then maybe that'll inspire you to go to an international convention in the future. Because I... I can't say enough good things about it because I had such a great time in mind with the, with my friends from all over the our district and then move, meeting new people all over in other districts was that much fun for me just to be there to, to see all that. So um, I'm very, very excited moving forward. And Mark, it's been, like I said, this year has been crazy, but I've really enjoyed serving as a Lieutenant Governor this year. Russ? Do you have any comments or questions we want to add moving forward or Nick? Anybody? You know, I, I, I got to tell you, I, I, uh, I, you know, as I said at the beginning, I get pretty excited about this. And when you talk about the Optimus International Convention and our theme going forward, right, when you're talking about rallying, I can't think of a better way uh, to, to get your mindset right. Uh, to get all excited going forward than attending the Optimus International uh, uh, Convention. I mean, that's when you're around people. That's when you said you're seeing people that you, you may not know or you've always wanted to meet because we are a close family of, I don't know, 70,000 people or so. That's pretty close family, right? But, uh, you know, you find things that's going on there that uh, help us stay focused, help us stay committed. And it's not that we come up with some radical new idea. It's that we start to believe in the things that we have and what we've done. And living the optimist tree really is an example for all of us around us. So it teaches us the state, of course, for optimism. And you may hate it when you throw that, that mic over to me, Shane. I'll take it. I always got something to say. Right, Nick? I know That's you. right. That's right. Well, I've been going to international conventions for over 30 years. And every time I go, each one is different. And I, I, I cannot wait. Till, uh, to Atlanta, till Atlanta uh, happens because, first of all, it's my hometown. And uh, this is the second time that uh, we've come, at least uh, in the time that I've been involved in optimism. And we've got a great, great, uh, uh, I guess you'd say, show uh, uh, put on, uh, we're going to put on for the members that come. And uh, it, it, as Shane said, it's, it's, it's an absolute wonderful experience because you get to see how our organization operates. You get to there's new ideas, there's uh, all kinds of things. And, and over the years, what has happened is that I have developed friends all over the world. Uh, and that would happen because of the international convention, uh, because you meet those people there. And the next thing you know, you're visiting with them or talking with them on the phone or, or by Zoom or whatever. And it's just a great, great experience. And so uh, I can't, uh, uh, can't uh, uh, you know, can talk talk enough about how exciting and how great it is. It's going to be the greatest pep rally in the world. And we are, as we complete the rally quarter, and we really uh, know that this, the worst of the pandemic is behind us. And so it's really time for us to rally forward and, and spring forward with great hope and positive vision and, and make this world a better place. I couldn't have said it better myself to you guys. This is just... I'm so excited for what's what's around the bend because we're optimists because there's always that uh, endless hope that we have that we inspire with all the things that we do. I'm just I'm so excited for the things we have going. And so which leads us into our next thing, our this topic of the creed moving forward. We know, like I said, our Optimist Club that I am a member of, we repeat the creed every um, every ending of a meeting we our president picks a member of the uh, uh, membership there to lead us in the creed after we've had our meeting and all and all the stuff we've accomplished that day and the first line is the creed 
is promise yourself to be so strong that nothing can disturb your peace of mind. And I was on a phone call. I called Shane just to uh, talk about what his club had been doing. Um, Cause Lieutenant governor, as I am in zone one here is supposed to check in with clubs and just see how things are going. And he kept telling me all the things that they were doing. And I'd only heard a few of them. And when I talked to Shane, I said, you know, I also called to ask, can we interview you? Because you guys have not let the pandemic stop you. And I had to, he said, well, you know, I just, I want you to know, I'm not big into the OI stuff. We're just making our community better. And I said, that's exactly what we need right now for what we're looking for. These stories of these clubs that are actually getting stuff done. And you guys have been very active. So I'd like to introduce our next guest, who is a personal friend of mine, used to be a member of my club here in Great Falls. He left for a little bit and came back to Montana and decided to start a club. Mr. Shane Lindsay. Shane, it's good to have you on. So Shane, just real quick, I, I would like for people to hear how the Blackfoot Valley Optimist Club got started. Sure. Um, as uh, Shane had mentioned, I was a member of the Uptown Club in Great Falls for a couple of years before I, I went out of state for work. Um, the gentleman who got me uh, started there, uh, John Gregory, has obviously been very active in, in Optimus for a long time. He's the one that got me started in the club, and uh, that's how I originally joined. Uh, he was one of my hunting partners, and we were sitting around hunting one day when birds weren't flying, and he started talking to me about optimism. And so I ended up joining that club, and then uh, lo and behold, when I came back, uh, that first winter, John and I found ourselves in the hunting blind again, and he said, you know, we just started talking about optimism, and he said, what do you think about starting a club in Lincoln? And I said, it's funny you should mention that. I was gone for almost five years, and one of the things that really uh, that I really missed when I was down in, in Colorado was was uh, optimism. So uh, from that, that conversation in the hunting blind in, in December or January, we kept talking about it um, periodically over the next few months and then in uh oh about march or april of 2019 we decided to start to host our first informational meeting up here in in lincoln um we over the course of the next two months we had probably half a dozen meetings um little community of 1100 people so it's not hard to get word around to everybody in town what we got going and uh anyhow we, uh, like I said, I think we had about half a dozen meetings and then uh, lo and behold, we ended up chartering a club um, in, on June 20th of 2019, which I remember the exact date because it just happens to be my anniversary. So my wife was lucky enough to, uh, to be a founding member of our Optimist Club on our anniversary. Yeah, and I was very fortunate to be the president that sponsored your club. And John yep. came to me and said, hey, we, uh, we have this going. I said, well, we'll sign the check. Just get it going. I know this is exciting because we had a lot of stuff rocking and rolling. And then lo and behold, of course, the next year we had the pandemic. But I know you guys stayed strong moving through with your fundraisers. I know you guys got a little creative there. Tell us about a few of the fundraisers you guys did when you first started your club. Sure. We'll do. We uh, So, again, we, we chartered in, in June of – 19. So obviously we weren't even a year old when the pandemic hit. So um, there was some pretty, there was some quasi concern on my part. Again, at that point, I knew we had a, a good, strong, solid club. We had the right people in. So I knew we weren't going to fall apart or disband or anything, but we had started that year. Again, we're, we're a small town, 1100 people. Um, weren't exactly sure. Started throwing ideas out for, for fundraisers and, and stuff. Um, we did uh, the first year we did, uh, a, st a Christmas stocking raffle and, um, a quilt raffle. And the way it started was the, one of our board members said, Hey, why don't we get one of those four foot stockings? We'll, we'll get donations. We'll sell a few raffle tickets and that'll be our first fundraiser. We said, well, that's, that's a great idea. So we did that. Well, during that process, one of the local quilters donated a quilt said, well, rather than put it in with this Christmas stocking, why don't we do a quilt raffle too? So anyhow, the first year um, we did uh, the stocking raffle and the quilt raffle. And I want to say we raised a, a couple of thousand bucks, which, which again, we were excited. Again, you know, we're, 
little 25 member club and and uh we thought that was great it was our first time at it we raised some money that we could get back to the kids so it was a great thing well then uh again in in march for us the pandemic hits um closed everything in town down uh which isn't a lot in this town it's you know half a, or a dozen businesses or so but uh, our meeting place was at one of the local restaurants, and, and again, they were totally closed for, for about a month and a half and couldn't host any meetings for a couple of months. Um, during during that time period, we had, you know, everybody was trying to go with Zoom and and, and all of that. And, and as I talked to my board members and club members, we literally had, I think at that point, two members who didn't even have email addresses. So um, Zoom meetings were not probably going to go over real well. For us, and I did. I, I pulled the club membership, and and uh, Zoom meetings for us weren't weren't the option. So um, we missed, I believe, two meetings. We meet monthly. We missed two meetings. Um, when it came up to the third one, we were lucky enough that our meeting space opened back up. Typically, we have somewhere between 10 and 15 members at our meetings, so we met the state regulations. Um, some folks wore masks. Some folks didn't. I mean, some people sit all the way across the room. It was just basically, if you're comfortable, please come. Come however you are. If you want to wear a mask, you can wear a mask. We were in a restaurant, so it wasn't mandated. So we just tried to make everybody as comfortable as possible. And, and, and again, our, uh, our meeting attendance didn't drop off. Um, so we started holding our meetings again. Um, one of the things, we had a big fundraiser plan for Memorial Day, which was an ATV scavenger hunt. Um, similar to a poker run, uh, we were going to sell tickets at ten bucks a piece, um, hoping to sell, you know, between five hundred and a thousand of these as a fundraiser. Well, those plans all got put on hold because of COVID. We couldn't host even outdoor stuff at that point, so we had to back burner that one. Um, fast forward to Thanksgiving of of last year. Again, um, things in Montana had opened up some by that point, although they were just getting ready to to close back down again, but. One of the members came up with an idea of, well, seems that we didn't do a scavenger hunt and we haven't raised any money, let's do a turkey dinner raffle. Well, tell us about a turkey dinner raffle. So we actually, long story short is, we ended up uh, getting five turkey dinners, four of which we raffled off, um, one of which we gave to our senior center here. Uh, the majority of those, the total cost to the club was under a hundred bucks by the time we had people step up and donate, you know, turkeys and, and fixings and all that. Um, we ended up raising in the neighborhood of, I think, around $1,500 on that, which I thought was great. And again, we got uh, gave away five turkey dinners. Well, then when it came time for the Christmas time fundraising one again, my wife had actually been spending a couple of months. She she made a quilt for us and to, to donate so that we could raffle that. And then the board member who had donated the stocking before is a woodworker, and he actually built a, oh, about a three-foot-by-three-foot three sled out of wood painted it all up and so we had that wood instead of the stocking raffle we had the wood uh wood sled raffle and the quilt raffle and again long story short is ticket sales were tougher this year um just because some of our best sellers were, were folks that weren't comfortable getting out during the pandemic but between the two raffles this year uh like i said i think we were a little under 2000 last year we were almost four thousand uh four thousand dollars is what we raised this year so um, again, <clears throat> it was just one of those things that given the circumstances that we had, we just tried to figure out, you know, seemed to us we could still sell raffle tickets and we figured out a way to do it. And we just kept plodding along again for my, for my club in particular, for our club, the whole Zoom meeting thing just wasn't going to work. So we just had to take a couple of months off. And then honestly, we just hit the ground running as soon as we got back. Kind of the attitude that you didn't really know what you were doing, but you felt you had to do something. Exactly. Uh, what are some of the projects that you guys have uh, helped in, in Lincoln there? I know that uh, you guys have spent a lot of that money on some good things there. Yeah, so uh, I did write a, a short list of the projects. Uh, we have a, a little guy wrestling club here who uh, is not affiliated with the school and, and our, our town in particular, is, it's, it's a fairly low-income town, so there, there's a lot of need in town, a lot of very giving people, but there's not a lot of extra money at times. But um, anyhow, they needed new wrestling uniforms, so we, uh, we donated, we provided 
the little wrestling club, I think, was up to 20 members. So we bought uh, 20, 20 uniforms for them. Um, so that was one of the things we funded. Um, one of our members actually started a gym here, and he sells memberships to the adults that are, are fairly cheap. I think it's 20 bucks a month or something. But the reason he started, that, that only pays for the gym. The reason he started the gym is because he believed every kid in Lincoln should have a place to come to to, to work out. There's, there's a game room. There's, there's board games. But any kid in Lincoln that wants to come in can come in for free at no charge. He has a little food bank and snacks and juice drinks and all of that there. So any kid that needs a place to hang out after school is welcome to come into his place. Um, cost them a lot of money to heat it in the in the winter so we actually uh our optimist club we paid for two months worth of the heating bills for the that gym uh, again to help get him through the winter because again he's in any given month he's probably providing services to you know anywhere from 50 to 100 kids in our community so um that was another project that we that we funded uh we've done both years we've been around we've done a shop with the cops so uh, basically, we donate enough to uh, provide those services the way they do it here. It's kind of a family deal. So we, we donate enough money to provide uh, at least one one family from Lincoln the ability to do the shop with the cop thing here. So those were our, uh, those were our three most recent projects that we helped fund. You're helping a lot of kids in a in a great in a little community there, and that's just like I said, one of the things that promise yourself to be so strong that nothing can disturb your peace of mind. You guys didn't let COVID stop you one bit, and I that's why we I wanted you on this podcast because you were still out there. You hit the ground running, and you guys didn't quit. I mean, that's just amazing that those kids were able to go do something through the pandemic. Still, uh, Russ, Nick, any questions? Uh, moving forward or how do you know how do you want to cover some of that things i know this is just a, a story like i said shane and i were talking about this i think we did the math on the phone from they like paid that power bill it was three dollars a kid for two months i mean that's just pocket change you know people are getting a cup of coffee in the morning yeah I, I don't have a question for shane but i i gotta i gotta tell you that every time i listen to an op, another optimist tell about the wonderful things that we're doing you know, it, 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 him and his club really, you know, did accomplish something that's hard to do in, in our, the state of affairs that we got today. And that's, that's changing their mindset to go, you know, they could have sat back and said, I'm not going to do anything, wait till we get loose. But, but they uh, really chose a, a perspective of, of changing how they think about it and what they could do. And so they changed a negative situation into a very positive thing. And that, that's really what optimists do every day when you, you wake up in the morning and you feel good about it. It's, it's really in this situation, we have a mindset change that we go through. And that is so phenomenal to be and hear a club like Shane's that got out there and has done those things. So I, I got to tell you, thanks Shane for doing that. And there's many other clubs that we hope uh, here's this podcast are going to go. Now's the time to step out. You know, I mean, we could sit back and we could say, we don't want to do it. Right. And, and there are going to be a lot of great excuses why you're not, but uh, when you can be that strong and, and nothing disturbs that peace of mind that you got and that intentional uh, positivity that you got, I mean, it's going to be great. And it's a testament for all of us. Nick? Well, I, I really think uh, Shane's club really is a good, a great example of what optimists are supposed to do or what we, uh, you know, we talk about optimism, but practicing it and making it happen, particularly in a situation like uh, the pandemic, I, I take my hat off to you guys because I think that is exactly what we need more of. Because we're not only you're showing your membership and you're showing other optimists uh, uh, what optimism is all about, but I, I think it uh, it shows people out there because it, I know that for me uh, in, in Atlanta and the communities I'm in, mean, I mean there are people that were really really in you know in a depressed uh, state of mind. And, I, and one of the things that, that I, I thought that, that really helped me uh, was I, I was focusing on trying to be more optimistic, to make people look at when they looked at me and say, my God, you know, with all the things going on, here's a guy that seems to be looking at the sunny side of things. And I really tried to do that. And I think that's exactly what your club 
uh, was an example of. I mean, okay, so, uh, and a matter of fact, I had a similar problem with my own club. We, we're not Zoom people, you know, and the idea of having Zoom meetings uh, just did not play. But you didn't let that get you down. You uh, you figured out a way to do it. You figured out a way to do your projects and to uh, and to service the uh, the kids in the in your community. And I think that's uh, uh, that we're that's a shining example of what we're all about. So I take my hat off to you. And if I may go back real quick, full circle, Shane, correct me if I'm wrong. One of your members actually received help from the club that you were a part of before the Uptown Optimus Club when their child was sick with cancer. And I really, and she was one of the ones that was a big driver in getting this one going and was one that, correct me if I'm wrong, kept it going for quite a while. Is that, I mean, just talk you, about you the are, circle. You are correct. She, she yeah, she received help from uh, the Childhood Cancer Fund at the Uptown Optimist Club. She was actually the first person I called when I decided I wanted to try and start a club. And it's actually her restaurant that we host our, our membership meetings on at, at a monthly basis. And she's a board member. Yep. So you are correct, Shane. So yeah, talk about full circle. Somebody that was touched by an Optimist Club and then had the chance to form one and hit the ground running and help a community. And I mean, it just completes that full circle. Promise yourself that nothing can disturb your peace of mind. I mean, that just, it's, it's a full circle and it's amazing how many of these small stories like that just interconnect moving forward. Yeah. I, I, can I add, can I add one more thing, Shane? Absolutely. I, I was just going to say, I think it's very appropriate, at least for, for me to be on this call today that we're starting to go through the creed because I just assumed every club said the creed at the end of their meetings. I'm not sure if they do or not, but we also do that. And one of our guests came one time and sat through our meeting and, and uh, we stood up and I said, okay, with no more business, we'll say the creed. So we said the creed, we adjourned the meeting. She came up to me and she said, where do I sign up? And she said, I said, are, are you sure you're ready? And she said, that creed is beautiful. That, that, that I want to, I want to be a part of this. And literally she had been to one meeting, sat through the meeting, read the, read the creed with us because we have the big creed banner and she signed up on the spot. So I, I just, again, I, I, I think it's phenomenal that, that creeds, it's what we do. It speaks volumes to people and they don't even re you don't even realize it until somebody has a story like that. Yeah, and that's what makes all the difference. I mean, think about it. I mean, every day, especially in these times when we've been, been locked up and put in the, you know, into our homes and not being able to get out. I mean, many of us deal with uh, every day the hardships that that uh, that we can deal with in our own lives, and then we see and we we talk to others through the phone or through Zooms, and you hear about the other things that's going on in everybody else's life, and and we could find ourselves an optimist. We could fall into that dark spot. We really could. We could get down into that dark spot. But but an optimist, we look at it, you know, how can we get out of that dark spot? How can we do things better? How can we be more excited about what we're doing? And we look for that bright place, uh, that bright light that they say is at the end of the tunnel. And us optimists, we we tend to find it. So, uh, you know, I, I, for those people that are listening, you know, find something that's positive, attach yourself to it, talk about it, spread the word. I think what a great testament, Shane and Shane, right? Where you're out hunting, you're talking about optimism and talking about hunting. I bet you didn't get many, uh, probably didn't get much game wise out there talking about optimism. But <laughs> hey, think about it. I mean, out there hunting, you get uh, you get uh, acclimated. And that's how we're going to grow, right? We're going to grow through word of mouth and, and social media. So although you can't do Zoom, uh, Shane, I got a feeling you're doing a great job with the word of mouth. So uh, again, you're doing some great things in a smaller, uh, uh, a smaller place, but the, the obstacles, the, the challenges, everything is the same in a 500 community as a 15,000 community. So, you know, keep up the good work. Nick, got anything else? Well, I think that we're talking about, listening to Shane talk about his club and talk about the, well, the lady who, who said, I want to sign up. Uh, one of the things that, uh, the, you know, we recite the creed but at, at all of our meetings, the end of our meetings, and uh, just about everywhere the optimists come together, we always end up reciting the creed. And uh, one of the little story I like to tell about my own self is that I recited the creed for years and years and years, and I thought it was a beautiful, you know, group of wording. But 
I had, an, uh, I guess you might say, my optimist epiphany about 16 years ago when I sort of moved, well, not moved, I, I moved from reciting the creed to really living the creed. And I think one of the things that, that I, I, I didn't, that was probably the greatest gift Office International ever gave to me was when I made that, when I made that changeover because it completely changed my life. And I'll give you just one quick example using the tenant to promise yourself to be so strong that nothing can disturb your peace of mind. Uh, I'm one of these kind of people, I get irritated by people that irritate me. I mean, I don't like to wait in lines and there's all kinds of things that, 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 that kind of irritate me. And, and I, one day I'll give you an example. I went into one of these big box stores like a, mall, uh, like a Walmart. I had to get something anyway. And the line was real long. It was in early afternoon. I'm standing in line. Uh, and I'm getting irritated because I'm in a line. I'm going like, why do they have all these checkouts and they're not checking people out? Uh, and here I am and I'm getting a little irritated. And then I noticed that the clerk, the lady that was checking us out was having a, having a problem with, with the customer that she was waiting on. I don't know if it was a price problem or whatever, but she was having a little problem. And I got to thinking about her. She'd probably been there since the store had opened that morning. Here it is in the, in the uh, middle of the afternoon. Uh, she's probably tired or whatever. And, and I began to think about that person and I began to think about how can I make a difference in her life? How can I uh, uh, make her day, make her? I, so I started concentrating on, instead of concentrating on being angry and irritated because of, you know I was having to stand in line, I started trying to figure out how I could, when I got up there and when my turn came that I was gonna make that woman laugh. I was gonna make her smile. I was gonna make her feel good. I was gonna make her day. And uh, that's so, so it really talk about giving me peace of mind. I was concentrating on doing something good for somebody else rather than concentrating on myself because I was a little inconvenienced because I was sitting in line. And let me tell you, when I got up there, I had figured it out. I had that woman laughing. We were smiling. We were talking. I was thinking of things I complimented or how she put the stuff in my in my bag, all those kind of things. And we were only there for a short period of time. But when I walked away, that woman was smiling and I was smiling and I was feeling good. And I don't know how long that lasted, but for her, when she and I came together as an optimist, I think I made just a little bit her day, just a little bit brighter. And, and that's what I try to do. And that's what I got out of this creed. That's what that's what that first tenant means to me. And so I try uh, just, you know, when I get up in the in the morning trying to figure out, OK, what am I going to do for somebody else? How am I going to help somebody else? And so. I, I keep a peace of mind because I'm concentrated on that. I don't concentrate on my problems. I concentrate on how I'm going to make a make a make a make a day or make a moment for someone else, and that helped me through the pandemic tremendously. Like I said before, that just sums up what this podcast is meant to do. We're 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 here to choose optimism every single day, regardless of what's going on, because you can choose to be optimistic and make the world a better place. That is. I firmly, firmly believe that. I mean, I know I'm probably the, the young guy here on the podcast, but I've been through some pretty dark times and you can choose to be optimistic every day to make your life that much better. I know moving forward with our club, I mean, I do consider my Optimist Club my, my second family. I mean, I'm so excited that I was very lucky enough to find someone that chose choose chose to say yes when I asked her to marry me. So, you know, my Optimist family has been so supportive of all the stuff moving forward. And, you know, they choose to be a part of my life. We choose optimism every day. And that's what I want this podcast to bring that just one little act can make the world of difference for one person in the world. And you never know how much, even if you never meet that person moving forward, just to make the difference and be optimistic and change somebody's life. You never know what effect that will have on the world. I know that uh, one of the things I wanted to touch about real quick too is Shane, I know moving forward, you guys have some stuff coming up that are some amazing fundraisers. Um, one of the things that people don't realize is that you can fundraise a lot of different ways in Optimist International. Uh, I know like we've talked before, my Optimist Club sells Christmas trees every year and we strike parking lots. I know that you said you had an interesting project coming up with your fun run, or excuse me, fun ride. I know a lot of people, uh, or excuse me, poker run moving forward. People talk about a poker run, they usually think of a 
motorcycle club. But you guys are doing something completely different and getting creative of choosing that to do to be a fundraiser for you. Would you just mind explaining for our listeners what you have planned and just go to show people that you just need to get creative with some of these fundraisers? Sure. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, Shane. We, uh, again, one, one of the big things in our community on Memorial Day and Labor Day, uh, typically one of the bars in town would host a poker run, raise money for one of the organizations in town was a one day event. And, and again, they, they did very well. Brings lots of people to our town. Everybody likes to come out and ride in the mountains. Um, uh, one of our board members and one of our founding members members actually went to a scavenger hunt. Scavenger hunt out in uh, in Washington, and brought back the idea. He said, "Hey, what do you think about us? I don't want to compete with you know the traditional Saturday of Mem- of Memorial Day, but he said, how about if we if we put together a fundraiser on Sunday. There's already people in town that are already going to be here. It's the three day weekend. And I said, you know that, I think that sounds fun. And I, he said, well, I don't, I think it'll be fun, but he said, I think we can raise money too. He says, cause not only are we going to sell ours, aren't poker hands. They're going to be, they're going to be numbers. We're, we're going to have 10 to 12 stops. We are going to sell uh, sponsorships to each stop. Um, Minimum is going to be 125. Um, for the smallest sponsorship and then the minimum uh, for the big sponsorship is 500, which he already had two $500 sponsors committed last year when we had to cancel, but we're going to have 10 to 12 stops. Um, people are, uh, we're going to provide them for their sponsorship fee. They're going to get a banner for their business, whatever information they want on it. They can choose to either put somebody at their stop or not put somebody at their stop. So if it's a, if it's a bank, they can put a banker out there and he could talk to people about financing ATVs and UTVs or, or they, they can choose not to. In addition to that, each stop will be numbered. Let's just say through 10, one through 10. So for 10 bucks, we're going to sell everybody one shot at each number. So if they want, uh, and then we're going to have a corresponding prize package um, at each stop. So if we have, a hundred people and they all get stop one, then there'll be a hundred names in for, for the, the stop one prize. And again, we're, our thoughts are, we're going to have these somewhere that they're going to be, you know, two, three, 400 bucks or higher. I mean, they're going to be pretty significant prizes. Um, and again, people, if they're going out and they want to buy five chances at it, then for 50 bucks, each stop they go to, they get to pick five numbers to come back. Uh, we're gonna ho- we're gonna begin and end at the powerhouse gym, which is the one that we supported uh, for the heating costs that that helps out the kids. He's he's offered to allow us to use his parking lot, so we'll start and end there. It'll have nothing to do with the bars in town. It won't interfere with their ride the day before, and we should be able to capture those people that are still in town. Um, we already uh, that same member started a Facebook page for us and. Before he posted that our scavenger hunt was on this year, we had 70 members. And within a week, we had 90 members right after he posted that scavenger hunt deal. So, and he just told me, I was actually with him last night. He told me he's already got uh, two, two commits to our sponsorship. So um, our hope is, is that, I mean, we can cover all of our costs and probably make money before we ever start selling the prize pool uh, tickets. So our sponsorships will actually get us into the black on the event and it just dovetails nicely with something that's been going on in the community for decades and for our listeners that uh probably have never been to montana montana has some of the most beautiful mountains in the entire world that you'll ever see and lincoln is sure a pretty spot to be riding right in the heart of the rocky mountains and correct me if i'm wrong Shane, this is for like four-wheelers rangers ATV stuff like that you know you get to see some pretty country when you're out here I mean it's just not flat like a like a like a dining room table you're out and rolling actual mountains where you're thousands of feet above sea level with trees surrounding you I mean it's some of the most beautiful country you'll ever see in your life I'd roll a lot of it going to Missoula as a kid Uh, so I mean we we do have some beautiful landscapes so this is something completely different and that's one of the points I wanted to make 
if you find something fun, you can get creative and you can raise money because people like to have fun and, and, and donate to a great cause. So, I mean, it's just awesome that your members have stepped up to use a, their, uh, donate their parking lot to go there. And like you said, you're piggybacking on something that's already there. It just gives them one more reason to stay and one more reason to have some fun and another reason to help the children of your of the Lincoln community. Definitely. So that's that's one of the points I want to make of this is you, if you get creative, there's ways to fundraise that you like you never would have thought. I mean, who would have thought, Shane, that people could lay down parking lot striping in Great Falls, Montana, and you'd raise eighty thousand dollars? I never would have dreamed that in a million years. So. I mean, just yep. if you get creative, you have you can have a lot of fun doing this. So, well, I, I just want to say, Shane, I'm I'm really thankful and really grateful that you came on our program today because it just shows people that if you're if you have the drive, you can get it done, even though there's a pandemic. And I understand we need to take necessary precautions to make things safe, and you guys obviously did that. And it just goes to show that if if you promise yourself to be so strong, nothing can disturb your peace of mind. You can get out there and get in your community and get, get stuff done. I mean, that, I mean, this just sums up perfectly what we're trying to do with this podcast, just to show people that there's grassroots people just like them in their community doing stuff for the kids of our community. I mean, I, I, I can't tell you enough how excited I was because before I even called, before I even knew that I, I was, even when I knew I was going to ask and you started telling me all the stuff you guys were doing, I was just like, oh my God, I can't wait to ask him because he's just exactly what we're looking for to start this program. Well, th thank you, Shane. And I, I will have to say this, obviously, and you guys all know this because you've been in, involved with the Optimist uh, longer than I have, but it's, uh, you know, I'm the one that's on the podcast, but it's it's it, it's great members that that make it possible and people willing to give of their time and treasure and and quite honestly again you don't need huge numbers to have an impact you need a few real committed people that uh, are very persuasive with their peers and, and that's really all it takes you just once you get the ball rolling it'll just keep rolling and, and literally for this stuff i mean we got a couple three people on board and it, and it just happens so it's not rocket science it's just it's just coming up with an idea and then being bullheaded enough to make sure you're going to be successful at it I don't think I could have summed that up every better. And like I said, Shane, I'm, I'm very appreciative that you were able to share what your club is doing. Cause like I said, it just summed up perfectly my vision of what I thought this podcast should be. And I mean, you guys just hit the ground running. You were a new club and like your friend, our mutual friend, John Gregory said, they probably didn't know any better. <laughs> but it just goes like it, it just goes to show you like you said and i just appreciate you being the, the voice of the people that were able to get this done like i said i this is exactly what i was hoping this this would cover you have no idea what when you and like i said when you and i were talking i asked you part of this all the stuff you were saying was going it summed up perfectly what i what we were looking for with that Russ, Nick, do we have any comments and stuff you want to move forward with? Well, I'm looking forward to our next uh, next creed item, right? What is it? Uh, talk health, happiness, and prosperity. Every person you meet, so I'm looking forward to that. And, and you know, I, 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 I know and I listen and I go, I learn something every time we do this. And, and I know this stuff doesn't happen naturally. It just doesn't happen by itself. You know, sometimes it's a little work, but I got to tell you, if you put the work into it, you start thinking positive, you get better at it, you get stronger at it, you become more positive, and, and you develop what I've heard Nick say many times, that attitude of gratitude. So uh, thank you uh, to everybody that's listening to this. Thank you to our, our special guest, Shane, and uh, thank you to this team for, for doing and going out and, and putting that extra uh, a bit of effort in. So we appreciate our members, our listeners, and you guys. So thank you. And I say ditto to that. Uh, Russ, Russ pretty much covered it pretty well. Uh, I, again, I want to uh, thank you, Shane, and the, uh, the Blackfoot uh, Valley uh, Club for the great job that you guys are doing, uh, particularly with the obstacles I'm sure you were facing this last year. And, and I think it's, uh, as uh, Shane said, uh, it's, uh, it's an example of, of who we are and what, what we, what we're doing out there in the community. And I think for a new club to show the way, 
uh, is really a, a it's a hats off to you guys for doing such a fantastic job. And uh, I know you're going to be a, a super success uh, as uh, time goes on. Again, thank you so much for the great job you guys are doing. With that, I, I'd like to end our second podcast of the Choosing an Optimism show with another quote, because I think that as, as corny as it may sound, quotes have a, and words have a lot of power to make things happen just to get people excited or thinking about stuff they could do. And one of the things, like I said, that we move forward, we choose optimism every day. And I was reading some stuff, uh, some articles, and one of the things that said, choose optimism, it feels better. And that is such a true story. I mean, you can get up every day and decide that you got up on the wrong side of the bed, or you can get up and say, well, I got up today. Let's see how I can make this day that much better. If you choose to be optimistic moving forward, it just makes your life and somebody else, it makes your life that much better, but you never know. You might also make somebody else's life that much better. You might, you may not know it right offhand. You may not know it that day, but moving forward, everything will come full circle. You might come around and find out that one of your people that you talked to was a member uh, that received some financial aid from an optimist club. And then you turn around and take that and channel it into building a new optimist club in your community, just like what happened with the Blackfoot Valley. So if you choose optimism, it feels better and it can really make your life a better place. I just want to say thank you to our listeners. We, we're excited about what we're doing. It's, we're, we're excited to reach out to you in this new format. We're excited about what's happening. I want to thank our guest, Shane Lindsay from the Blackfoot Valley Optimist Club. Shane, I'm so excited that you were actually a part of this project. Like I said, you guys promised yourself to be so strong that nothing can disturb your peace of mind. And you guys hit the ground running and did some amazing things and helped children all over the community. And I'd like to thank our international president, Mark Weinsoff, for jumping on and getting us started to tell us what he had started. I'm excited that he has uh, supported our project from the beginning just to reach out and make things moving forward. And with that, I'll close, move to closing comments about anybody else that wants to do anything else. And I just, I really appreciate our listeners and our guests, my co-hosts, Nick and Russ, Denise and Sean behind the scenes. Denise, she... She makes sure that we get everything moving in the right direction. I mean, I know that Nick and Russ and I have no problem visiting with people, but she makes sure that we hit the ground running and have, have, a, have a, a plan of what we're doing so she keeps us in line. So I, can't appreciate, I cannot tell you how much we appreciate the people behind the scenes. And with that, if we have no other comments, I just want to say to our listeners, Choose optimism. It feels better. Make sure you tune into our next episode, uh, Living the Creed. Promise yourself to talk health, happiness, and prosperity to every person you meet. With 